So we are picking up with Perak Vov. We're going to be starting uh, the daily avoda, kind of from the beginning. Um, the Ramchal takes a, uh, a running start into it by uh, launching us into the fact that to understand the avoda of the morning of Shachris, which we're going to be going into from the beginning, we have to first understand, um, you know, I guess, just like uh, with the Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, right? First, we Polskin Bugnus. First, we begin with the um, with the negative, with the, with the enslavement, with the oppression, and then afterwards we have the gula, we have the redemption, right? So first is the night, and then afterwards is the darkness. Um, like the Pasuk itself says, Vayer Vayiboker. Yom Achad. What's a day? A day is, first there's Erev. Erev is a state of confusion, right? Irvuvia is, 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 things are mixed up, things are not clear. That's evening is when you don't have light to be able to tell the difference between things. Boker is from a language of levaker, to examine. There's, you have light, clarity, uh, and just like in the physical sense, nighttime lacks uh, clarity. It's a time of confusion. Mo- morning is a time of clarity. So too, in a spiritual sense, the same thing happens. Um, Morning is a time where, uh, spiritually speaking, the world is much more clear. It's uh, a time of goodness, a time of uh, dominion, of uh, manifestation of divine power, uh, whereas nighttime is a time of concealment. Um, that's... that's uh, in fact, <laughs> Rav Tzadik has this unbelievable statement. He says, the Gemara in the beginning of Brachas learns out from Psukim that uh, although in the morning we only have um, three hours to say Kriyishma, but at night time we have the whole night. It's learned because B'Shach of Kumecha, that B'Shach when you lie down, so... People stay, people stay lying down the whole night. People lie down the whole night. But with Kumecha, in the standing up, so you only stand up in the morning when you stand out of bed. Otherwise, the rest of the day, you're walking, you're sitting, you're you know, cycling, whatever it is that you do. Yeah? So, so that can't be called a time of standing up. Standing up is only in the morning. But the lying down, that's the whole night. It's learned, that's, that's what we learned from the Pesukim. But, so it's other, it gives a, a reason for it. There's so much confusion. Yeah. So we need we need to be uh, more opportunities to call out to Hashem. Oh, so he, so he says something close. He says that to say Kriyishma, it's not just a matter of uttering six words or a couple of paragraphs. It's a matter of connecting and declaring your faith in Hashem in the most absolute, clearest way that we can. So he says, in the morning, 
that's relatively easy compared to at night. At night, the time of darkness, a time of confusion, a time of concealment, where Hashem is hidden from us, we feel disconnected. So that, that, at that time, it's so difficult to find that clarity of mind, of emotions, to connect to the oneness of Hashem, that He says, you have to read to the language, it just blows your mind, um, my mind at least. It says, you could take, you could take, the, you could take the whole night the halavai v'ulai. Maybe, maybe then you, you could manage, by the end of the night, you could manage to find that ability to say Shema. Right? Like, you can imagine him toiling and working and trying to get to that level of color to be able to say Shema, building up to that. Right? For us, no problem. Boom! Right? You just jump right into it. <laughs> no problem. But the person who understands what it is to say Shema, this is, this is Kabbalos Ol Machu Shemaim. Right? You have to do it with the Bahirus, with the clarity. So that's, uh, okay, so that's the difference in day and night. Okay? So nighttime is a time of darkness, a time of confusion, concealment. So the Der Hashem over here says that nighttime is a time where Hashem um, gave the powers of evil their reign. Hashem created the whole world with a, with a balance of power. That the good shouldn't be too strong. Uh, that, that they should be. That they should be uh, equal fight. So the so so the day also is divided into half and half, into day and night. Uh, right. Uh, so he, he quotes over here pasuk pasuk in Tehillim, Tashas Choshech Ve'Ilayla. You spread out darkness and it was night. Tizrach Hashemish Yatsa Adam follow. And then the sun shines and a man goes out to be able to work, to be able to do. So like nighttime, Rambam says at the time you should be indoors, inside your house, closed up, like it says in Leila Seder, Leil Shimurim. It's a night of guarding. You have to keep the door locked. Don't go outside. Nighttime is a dangerous time. You don't go. You don't go outside, uh, right? Avram Avinu for right for The Gemara learns out. Uh, the Shvatim when they were leaving, uh, when they were leaving from from um, Egypt to go back to back to go back and bring food, right? Uh, it, it was, and once it was morning, then they then they went. That's you, you go outside. So the nighttime, even if there's street lights, it's a it's a time that's a, that is a time that fundamentally is. A, I mean, it's not a coincidence that's when crime happens. I mean, obviously, you'll say that it's more. Natural that it's darker, it's easier to do crimes, but uh, but it's more than that. It's to, people's mentality changes. Uh, that that's when the predators come out. So that's uh, night. Uh, now, specifically, the Ramchal points out to us, and it's going to be important for us later on as we're going to discuss <coughs> the. Uh, we've already touched on this, I think, in the past, called Tikkun Chatzos. Right? But um, so he points out that although nighttime is is this time of uh, dominion of um, negative forces, but to a certain extent that uh, it, it's similar to what we just had recently with Hanukkah in in the in the year cycle, right? Just like um, 
in a, in a, in a one in a single day is you have the night begins and then then, then it uh, yeah, you go deep into the night and then it comes out into the morning right so too um, the as the days shorten and the night lo- gets longer uh, that that's also kind of um, you know the, the deepest night of the year when when is the longest night and the shortest day of the year approximately the 22nd of December good that's uh, useful if you uh, are a follower of uh, Pope solar, Gregory the solar calendar but uh, but, <laughs> uh, but where is there a Jewish holiday that uh, is there a Jewish holiday that oh you know what that one is called uh, Hanukkah. <laughs> Hanukkah, very good, right, right, Hanukkah, right. So, uh, so Hanukkah, on the one hand, you say, oh, wait, it's the longest nights of the year at that point. And it says, yes, but it's also when the momentum is broken. I mean, so far, the nights have been getting longer and longer and longer, right? We're getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the night, so to speak, right? And then with Hanukkah, that momentum is broken and it starts and it begins to go the other way. Now already, uh, the the nights are getting shorter and the day is getting longer, right? So that and that obviously is no coincidence. That is when uh, you know the holiday of Hanukkah happened, the holiday of lights. The, the they were able to reignite the the menorah in the base of Middash. Okay, so so two. So too, with our in the night, every night at Chatzos. So until now, it's been getting deeper and deeper into night up until Chatzos, up until midnight. Then already after midnight, even though it's still pitch black, it's those, but it's already on the upswing. It means the <coughs> we're already heading in the other direction. We're already heading in the direction of uh, going towards daytime. If the nighttime is supposed to be so crazy and mixed up and confused and whatnot and evil, evil forces, the daytime there's a lot more to do, right? And there's a lot more responsibilities, and it's a lot easier for an individual to seemingly go the entire day without thinking of a shem really at all, outside of saying a bracha and trying to get that, making sure to remember to say a bracha and to make sure they remember to dab in Mincha at a certain time or whatever. But um, beyond that, it can be very confusing, very distant, be very confu- uh, very uh, far from Hashem. So in terms of like the, 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 I don't know if that's like a more of a modern thing versus the, like what we're talking about. You hear like a modern concern? I, I, mean, I, I hear what you're saying. You're saying that, that listen, the daytime is the time that people work. Uh, evening time is a time that you have actually some free time. You right. can sit down, you can open up down a safer. Exactly. Right, right. It's a good point. But I, I think still, I think we have to we have to look at at the work. Meaning, we tend to look at work as like this. That's right. <laughs> right, slavery thing, right? But if if you understand that work is fundamentally what's work. Work is man improving the world. Okay. Right now, it could be in a very very super concrete way of. Yeah, I don't know what it is, what it is uh, plowing a field, right, or draining a swamp, or building a bridge, or whatever it is, right? Um, or, or the same way, in a more spiritual level, it, it's doing mitzvahs, um, you know, uh, 
I don't know what uh, making kiddush Hashem amongst other people. I mean, it's a time that, that you're able to change the world for good. Right, nighttime we're kind of we're cut off from one another. We're cut off from being able to engage in in society. Now you're right uh, that there is a certain advantage to nighttime. That there is a certain tranquility where you can retreat inside and discover something very special. That actually we will get to it when we're going to talk about Marev, right? Marev is, is a very interesting tefillah. Um, again, to come back to Rav Tzadok, he, he points out that Shachris and Mincha are a chova, their obligation. The Gemara says that Marev is a rishus. Marev is an option, is an optional tefillah. Now, the Riff already brings down that, that the Jewish people as a whole, all of us together, accepted Marv as, a, as if it's a whole. We accepted it upon ourselves to do it. But fundamentally, it, it, it has different characteristics than Shachars and Mincha. Why? Because they're all uh, they're established uh, to correspond to the Karbonos, the Tmidim, Gimor Brachas says, right? Uh, so... The carbonos, how many carbonos are there per day? The Tmidim? Two, right? Shachris and the, and the Bein Arbaim and, and, and the afternoon, right? What's called the Mincha. Mincha is really the, the flower offering that's brought together with the carbon. But, um, so those are the two. Those are, there's only two carbonos. One in the beginning of the day and one at the end of the day. I mean, toward, towards, the, towards the end of the day, right? As the sun is about to set. Uh, so... So what? So what's Marev? Well, Marev is. Imur says that whatever you didn't manage, whatever meats that are already on the mizbeach, they're already on top. Means the blood has already been sprinkled, etc. But certain things have not been had a chance to be burnt yet. So you could you could still burn them even after already uh, sunset, right? So so it's kind of like an extension of. It doesn't have its own. It's not it's not its own thing. But it's it's a continuation. It's it's an extension of um, the the daytime. So we're going to talk about that. And then and then besides that, again, it sort of comes back to this point that uh, Chazal understood that we, you can't obligate people to daven Marev the same way that you can obligate them to daven Shachar and Mincha, because Tefillah is when you're standing in front of Hashem, you're standing in front of the King. That's a very difficult madrega to reach. Not such an easy thing to feel that you're standing in front of the king. So during the daytime, where again there's a certain level of clarity, there's a certain level of manifest divine presence in our lives. Yeah? So that's easier, and therefore it can be mandated, right? Um, in the in the evening time, nighttime, uh, it's not something that can be mandated. It's something that if you feel you could. You know, if you feel super connected right now, you feel you could hit that, go for it, right? But it's a rishus. It's an awesome thing if you could do that. It's not going to be an obligation on everybody. That was a long, long time ago when it was initially being put down, right? And the Jewish people accepted it upon themselves as a whole. But, um, but, but it has a different quality. And again, he points out this thing that, and again, you know, technically... A uh, person has a lot longer for Marv, theoretically all the way up until morning, uh, to, to Davin Marv, because again, it's so hard to find that connection at night. Okay, but, um, but on the other hand, 
the Gemara Brachas also says that Tefillah was established in correspondence with the Avos, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And there, so uh, Avram established Shachris, Yitzhak established Mincha, and Yaakov established Mar. So in that regard, Yaakov is the highest, right? Because Yaakov is someone who can transcend, who can connect to Hashem, not in this world. Avram says, says he stood, right? Yitzhak was out in the field. That was Mincha, right? Yaakov connected to a out-of-body experience. I mean, it was a, it was a sulum, right? It was a ladder that the bottom of it was standing on the ground and the, and the top of it was going up into the heavens, right? It was an uh, out-of-body experience, so to speak, right? So that's what Marv allows you to do. I mean, nighttime, because this world becomes so broken and because we can't work, and because we can't go out and do gmilus kasadim, right? Therefore, we can go deep internally, right? We can close off. It's a little shimurim. It's a night of guarding. Lock the door, right? Block everything out. Turn off your phone. Go inside and connect to something deep. That you could do that. Yeah. So I think that's what Yosef is pointing out. That you know, there's a uh, so, like a special um, opportunity for for introspection, for for you know for like a little bit of um, um, you know a little bit of uh, isolation, you know, a throwback to the, to the good old Corona days, you know, and uh, we got to we got to go inside, yeah. Um, okay, so, so the so the point is again, so Aleph. Nighttime is a time of primarily dominion of negative forces. Hashem is hidden in the world. Uh, darkness uh, prevails, and that's um, not, and then we're dis- making a distinction. In nighttime, the first half of the night versus the second half of the night. First half of the night was getting darker. We're getting deeper into the night. Is more negative than the second half of the night when already. We're on the upswing. It's already it's already uh, more positive. Okay, like I said, we're going to come back to this later with, with what's called tikkun chatzos, the fixing up of the of the midnight or after midnight. You cannot do it before before midnight because the negativity is too strong. Okay. Um, Okay, uh, that's Os Aleph. He elaborates a lot on this, on the, on the fact that this is a time that negative forces can try to do their worst. Uh, this is the balance to the, to the day. Okay, um, Os base. So what? So what? What? What do people do? So first of all, uh, our first responsibility at night is Surmeira. Nighttime is Surmeira. Stay away from evil. Day is Asetov. Go and do good. That's that's those are the two. That's uh, those are the two principles. Los Ases and Ases. Ne- negative commandments, positive commandments. Right? So negative commandments is Surmeira. Stay away from doing evil. When is the time that that's really um, time to do that? It's nighttime. Because nighttime, there's not too many positive commandments to do. 
Not too much you could do, like we mentioned. You can't really do gnus chasadim. Many things. People, it's dark. No one's traveling. No one's going anywhere. No one's meeting, uh, etc. But on the contrary, this is when the yitzharah is out is at its best. This is when people tend to do negative things, uh, etc. So nighttime is time for sumira. Daytime is for asetov. Um, so the sumira potentially can be fulfilled by sleeping. That's why sleeping is okay at night, because you don't need to do anything. You just need to make sure you're not doing anything bad. Yeah? So sleeping is a good is a good move. Okay. Um, what happens when we sleep? So we already discussed back uh, back in the second Haluk that when we sleep, so then the Shama leaves the body to a certain extent, and therefore uh, even our body it becomes occupied to a certain extent with Tuma, like Hazal say, that sleep is 160th of death, there's a little bit of death involved, uh, there's a lack of presence of soul, and uh, therefore the, the, the hands specifically become Tuma, uh, get, a, get a Tuma of, of what's called Ruch Ra, okay? which means without touching anything. Just uh, happens to them because of the sleep. Um, why specifically the hands? So we know the hands are learned uh, from. It's actually it's actually a smachta from a pasuk that the hands are the most external part of a person. Right uh, means to say there's there's the essential me and there's the part of me that interacts with beyond myself. How do I interact with things? So I have these tentacles. I have these things that touch everything, right? So yedaim are askanios. They're constantly busy, busy bodies, always touching things and plucking at things and feeling things. Yeah? Uh, externality, the morale explains, is the, is the polar opposite of spirituality. Spirituality equals internality. Externality equals physicality. Okay, so therefore the hands, that's why, for example, you want to eat bread, you need to wash your hands, right? Because they're assumed to be tummy. I, but I didn't touch anything. It doesn't make a difference. As soon as, as, soon as you have a hesachadas, the hands are, are um, external. So therefore, being that they're like the most susceptible to tuma, our hands, uh, this is not the raisa, this is the rabbonon. The rabbis uh, found a remez, a hint to it in the, in the psukim. By uh, by a zav, the pasuk says a zav, a person who is <coughs> spiritually impure because of a seminal re- re- repeated seminal flow. Um, so it says the zav uh, will be punished something because he because he touched these holy things without having washed his hands. So obviously, uh, Rashi right there on the spot says he, washing hands doesn't help. It, it means he has to immerse in the mikvah, right? But uh, I so then why does it say washing hands to allude to this concept that uh, hands are uniquely uh, vulnerable to tumor and they need washing more so than other things. That's uh, a smarta to the rabbinical concept of the daim are tumor shniusle tumor. Okay, so so the point is at night time the hands become tumor. They become a shniul tumor at the nighttime, no, no, no. or that is in general. No, no, no. That's about just as soon as a person has a hashkadas, you die of a din of shniul tumor. 
That's why you need to wash your hands before you eat bread. It, beca- it becomes, it makes truma unedible if you touch it with water, liquid if you touch wet truma. On the rabbinical level. That's why the Kohanim would wash their hands before eating, before eating uh, bread. I didn't realize it was so serious. <laughs> Okay, but um, but here we're talking about something a, a, a different type of tumor. This is this is a ruach ra. Which is worse? You have um, and you have it's different. In certain ways, it's worse. It's, it's more difficult to remove. It takes more. It takes more water to remove it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is it a different? Mm-hmm. Is it actually right. four times versus six times? Yeah. Uh-huh. Unless you're chabad, then it's the same amount. Does it matter if you do it more when you're supposed to do it for? I don't know. All these things are. That's a good question. Why would that be? Maybe I have no reason to not. But like, but yeah. Not sure. Why would you do yes? Smart, responsible. I mean, before you eat bread, sometimes. That or yeah, or, or, yeah. yeah. I mean, Yosef just kind of sometimes loses count. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Like, especially if you're uh, just not thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Always good to think. But yeah, but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, will you stop bashing at Chabad? Okay. Anyway, so um, so here we go. Now we get into the Tikkunim. Okay. So the point is, we've gone through this whole night. There's been this. Pretty severe assault on uh, on on man and on the world throughout the night. All the force of evil have had their crack at it, right? So we wake up. There's a lot of trouble, a lot of things that need fixing, and that's going to be the entire avoda of chakras as we're getting into right now. The avoda of the morning to go through, fix all these things, fix ourselves, fix the world from everything that's happened. Okay, so. Step number one is um, yeah, so, so, so you gotta wash your hands, right? Uh, that's gonna that's that's uh, gonna remove the tumor from the hands. Uh, and then the Ramchal throws in over here that that Chazal also attached to it the need to use the facilities to go to the bathroom as well. Exciting. Yeah. Imagery that could be yes, I I'm about to tell you right now. <laughs> actually, in fact, <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. Okay, so the yeah. Gemara, so, you know so, so this is yeah, Zachariah. What, what Daphne Brachas is this? I was trying to remember the seventh parak somewhere, couple Daphne. Absolutely not. Oh, really? First parak somewhere, couple Daphne? Nope, Daftas Vava Mudalaf. Okay, so the Gemara says, What is called Kabbalah's Omalchus Shemaim Shlema? What is a full acceptance of the uh, divine yoke of of, uh, of heaven, right? So it is that a person is nifna v'notol yadav. He goes to the bathroom. He washes his hands. Maniach uh, tefillin. He places tefillin himself. Uh, says Krishma and stands up to daven. Right. Okay. So, so actually, so again, the Tzurkas Hatzadik or Tzadik has a has a has a beautiful. Uh, just because Yosef asked, uh, he says, obviously, there's a physical thing, which was what we're talking about, which is very important. You're moving the the Wachra from your hands, and the Rambam says, while you do it, you move from the world. But if you'd like to be thinking something while you're doing that, yeah, that's what the Rambam says. Yeah. But if you'd like to be thinking about uh, something while you're doing that. So he says, when you go to the bathroom, 
if you think about it, what do we do when you go to the bathroom? You've got this stinky, icky stuff inside you, right? And you want to remove that before you go and talk to Hashem. Because you don't want to talking to Hashem with all that icky, stinky stuff, right? So that is, connect, is related to turning away Nikol Gilule Taivus Olam Hazer. To turn away, to remove from oneself all the desires for um, taiva, um, lust for, for for lust of this world. Right? I mean, what what's what's lust? Like 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 the Mishnah says, uh, right? Marbe baser, marbe rima. Right? The, the, the more flesh, the more meat you eat, the more the worms are going to have to eat. When you're in the grave, right? So, means the, the the indulging in in in, in taivas is filling ourselves up with the symbolically with the, with the, with the excrement, so to speak, of the world, right? This is not what. So these taivas that sit inside our heart, these the, the lust that we have in our heart. Right, so you can, you're gonna come in front of Hashem. You're gonna come in front of the King with, with all this with all this garbage inside you. Right? So, so when you go to the bathroom, that's what you're doing. You're you're moving that that the, the desires. It's, it's a wonderful thought to think. You know, when, when a person is going to picking up on our conversation this past uh, Sunday of the kosher subway in in, in, in Miami. Right, the person is heading to the kosher subway. He's so excited. Right, he's Flying all the way to Miami so you can have that BLT sandwich, right? We said that the pleasure lasts for the, the Ramchal says the pleasure lasts just for the uh, space that it takes until it gets, you know, past your palate, right? And then it's all over. But it's a, a great time to contemplate the vanity and the emptiness of that is on the other end of it. <laughs> Right? When it's, yeah, when it's like, this is, like, this, this filthy, stinky stuff, this is like what I was so excited about, this is what I was going for, right? So that's, that's a time to remove, to turn away from those, uh, fr- from those things. And Notal Yadav is our hands, um, Represent our clay mice, right? Our the things that with which we act in the world, with things with which we do. Let's say a person said, spoke derogatory about somebody or something, right? And then with that mouth, you're going to go. Now you're going to talk to Hashem, or let's say a person stole something, and now you're going to be standing there with these, you know, filthy hands. You're going to be standing there in front of the king. How can you? How can you do that? So the washing of the hands, you know, the washing away of the of the of the dirt, right? That's a tshuva on what we did, right? That that's re- removing those those actions from from our hands. Um, so, so, um, so those are the two preparations in the morning, right? So to remove the ruach ra, the, the thing that's there, and then also to empty out from ourselves the desires. For for the Taivas of Olamazeh, those are those are the two. Okay, so um, 
having done that, so that we just finished, that was, so in the Derech Hashem, he, that, that, that was all Dalud, the washing of the hands and the going to the bathroom. Okay, um, Oz Dalit, Tzitzus and Tfilin. So this is, again, the Ramchal is following the Gemara and Bracha seemingly, right, of heading towards Kabbalah's all Malchus Shemaim Shlema, the acceptance of, uh, of absolute um, kingship um, unto oneself. Obviously, um, you know, Tfilin. Uh, I guess we'll start with Tzitzis first. Is a lower, lower Madriga is the is the tzitzis. that is um, sanctifying our garments, right? That the which which you know, our physical body also can have a covered and a tiferous and it'd be, be a glorious thing, right? That, that's what the clothing does, and the clothing should be of divine nature. Should carry the symbol of Hashem. That's the tzitzis. and then. And then the the tefillin is literally placing Hashem's name, you know, upon ourselves. That's uh, okay. So that that gets us. So he's just saying that these are actually two of the target mitzvahs. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So we're at Os Vov. Um, So, this is uh, the Bilchas Chinuch says this as well. Uh, this, it's really based on the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara says that whenever you would have an Evid, a servant of somebody going out, so he had to carry upon his uh, clothing the emblem of his master, right? So, the, the way that the, now um, the Gemara talks about that the Vodim, they sometimes would like to sneak off and, you know waste time and go to a bar or whatever it is, right? So so the master would put like, like a, either a wax or a metal um, seal on his clothing that everybody should see that no, no, he belongs to somebody else. He, he's not going to... Yeah, I can't uh, like be giving him drinks and things uh, yeah, or, or whatever it is. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, maybe the Vodum would like to hide them, take them off, break them... <laughs> So it's a whole story, but that's that's what the Vodum would do. Okay, so we says the Melchus we carry on our on our clothing on the, uh, a stamp of the king. They should be clear uh, who we belong to. That's the tzitzis, and the, and the, and they're there to remind us of that. So let's let's read these a little bit. These these are nice. Os vav, inyanat tzitzis who kihinei ratzahad on boruchu shiyu yisrael mitukanim bechol. So Hashem wanted that we should be fixed up in every way with holiness. We're not just going to be satisfied to have us do some nice things, right? It's every part of us is going to, because we're so special. Even our clothing is going to is going to carry that. Al Kain, Nasan Lahem, Mitzvahs Bechol Zmanehim. Okay, if you call me Krayim. So we have mitzvahs that pertain to different times and to different circumstances. Yeah, now we're in Oswav, yeah, number six. Okay. That we should be fixed to all of it. 
are a actually a very special thing. If you think about it, your clothing is how you carry yourself out into the world, right? Um, what do they say? The clothing makes the man, or something like this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Suit makes the man. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's be a little more broad. Okay. So. Black suit and white shirt makes the man. So. So. The in this forum they say that really um, those 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 represent the midos. The midos of Hashem. The, the, the Gemara says actually Darshan is a pasuk that pasuk can. Kahelos, I want to say that it says that your garment should always be white you should, you should, or clean. You, you should always make sure to wear clean garments. So the Gemara learns out that means you should always do tshuva. You should always kind of be prepared to uh, to you know, have good actions. Um, so that's represented by your clothing. So the, the, the Vilna Gaon explains that uh, that a person's midos is really what carries them out into the world. Me, there's what I want to do. There is who I am, you know, do I have a good heart, do I not, whatever. But then there's also how I do it. There's how I carry everything across, right? You know, there's, you have two people, one of them maybe even means better, maybe he's more generous or whatever it is, right? But he has anger or he is not patient, he is not sensitive or whatever it is. So the way it's going to be expressed is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to suffer, right? So, uh, and it's actually alluded to in the Pasuk. Uh, with the Kohen that he wears what? Midobad. Right? That he wears, he wears, uh, he wears, his garments, right? Are referred to as Midobad. Mido is, is, uh, like Midos, like his personality traits. Yeah. It refers to his garments literally. Garments. Yeah. Now, simple understanding is Rashi says because they are perfectly measured. Medium is to measure, so they're perfectly measured to his to his body dimensions, you know, fitted clothing. Right? But uh, but on a deeper level, it, it, it speaks to it speaks to that these are the midos, right? I mean, truly the clothing. I mean, on a physical level, is the clothing, right? But on a, uh, on a spiritual level, the way the, the way we carry ourselves. We present ourselves is, is, is with our midos, okay. So those bad, bad means linen, but uh, that's uh, there's a lot of means there as well. Um, bad is numerical value six, which is the six midos that are classic words. So now we have the quality also of the garment. Maybe the same. What do you mean? Well, we're saying our mitos, right? So our how we carry ourselves, we want it to be high. We want it to be absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, right? that's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. So therefore, just like your mitos, it's not enough. Your beliefs. I mean, again, it's important to understand, right? You can have sometimes you have a, a, a Torah observant Jew, a deeply religious, deeply you know good person, someone who genuinely is given over to the service of Hashem and other people. But he never worked on his meadows, right? And so it's, it's unattractive. And it's just now, if you're a chacham, you can see beyond it, but, but it's unattractive. It's not, uh, right? Or you can have a person who is fundamentally very attractive, right? He is very, uh, dressed very nicely, he has very good meadows, but inside is, is, is not much there, right? In fact, um, that's what we say is, Shekhar Achein Behevel Ayofi. 
Isha Yiraski Tishalo, right? Say Neshkayel every week, right? So Sheker Achein is this is good midos, right? By itself, it's just Sheker. It's not. It's 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 just delusion. Hevel Ayofi speaks to wisdom. It's also not very. The true value is Yiras Hashem. Then you can for the Chayin and for the Yofi. Then you can praise him for the nice clothing and the and the midos and the. Right, but so the point is, uh, uh, it, it, it's not the pnimius. The pnimius of the person is the years Hashem. But externally, there's something you wear clothing, and you're supposed to look presentable. You're supposed to look nice. You're supposed to carry yourself across like a mensch, right? <laughs> so, so just like with our midos, those are meant to reflect our internality. So too, with our clothing, they're also meant to reflect our internality. That's why our clothing has to have a symbol that we are servants of Hashem. Those are the tzitzes. If you think about it, we currently live in a world where most Jews either don't wear tzitzes, or if they do, they're tucked in, they're hidden away. Right? Uh, tzitzes are meant to be seen. The Pasuk says, the Pasuk says explicitly. Right? We say it every day in the Shema. Right? You shall see the tzitzes, and they will remind you of the commandments of Hashem. Right? You're supposed to see them. It's before was there? I didn't mean to interrupt you, oh. but I was going to ask. Um, Sephardim wear them tucked in. First of, all, first of all, it's not. First of all, it's not. It's not true that Sephardim. It's, it's some Sephardim. Many Sephardim do not. Many Sephardim have them tucked out. Um, I see that you've decided to start throwing mud on all different <laughs> segments of our brothers, starting from Chabad and not moving over to I'm jumping Spartan. on their ship. <laughs> I'm jumping um, on their bandwagon. What can I tell you? First of all, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you that if you look in the base Yosef, yeah, which summarizes more or less all the Rishonim um, in Hilchus um, you will not find a single opinion brought that says that doesn't that, uh, that, that a dissenting opinion that tzitzis should be seen. Okay, um, that's that's the halacha. Okay, now um, there are there are um, there are some kabbalistic sources that appear to say not like that. And therefore, the Ben Ishchai or some other uh, Sephardic people who uh, follow their halacha according more according to Kabbalah than, than in halacha, which is not our way, certainly. Um, so they would do that. Uh, many others explain that uh, there's not a contradiction, and that that's not that's not what the Kabbalistic sources mean. Um, they just mean that the garment should be. Not your extra. I mean, that there's two garments. I mean, what they're saying is that there's two garments. There's your talus cut and your talus gadol. The internal garment and the external garment speaks to two different types of kabbalistic concepts, which are beyond the scope of what we're talking about right now. So, internal garment is supposed to be covered with other garments. External garment is on the outside. That's the talus gadol. That's what we were when we daven. Um, so when you're davening, you want to be wrapped in that. Um, but you could be wrapped the whole day in both. But but the point is, there's an internal, external. So um, you know the you'll notice many Hasidim, for example, will, will wear a, uh, a a vest of some sort over their tzitzis, over their over their talis cotton, right? So it's, so it's not the so it's it's still staying and 
internal garment, but the but the fringes themselves are are still visible. What's being accomplished by having it out? Outside of like reminding oneself of potential. Oh, but that's what the Torah says to do. The Torah says keep it out. So that you could see the tzitzis and it will remind you of the kingship of Hashem and remind you to keep his mitzvahs. If, if somebody has, if they wear their tzitzis out on a regular basis, just like wearing a yarmulke on a regular basis or davening on a regular basis, maybe it's just as if it's part of the, it's like, or maybe, maybe forget about davening, it's not a good example, but it just put, it like it becomes a garment basically that a person wears. Rather than you're saying, you're pointing out that with all mitzvahs, they can, uh, a road can take over and people can just kind of do things auto, on autopilot without thinking about them. And, and right, at that point, it doesn't matter if the person's... Okay, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do the mitzvahs and try our best about them, right? Yeah. Because just because one could mess up and not notice his tzitzis, right? But if they're tucked in, you're for sure not going to notice them. Mm-hmm. If they're tucked out... You may not notice them, but you may yes notice them. Mm-hmm. But in addition to which, you should work on yes noticing them. <laughs> right? That's what we're supposed to do. Sure. So, uh, is the reminder not enough just to be wearing them? The Torah says you see, you, you see them. That's what it says. Um, okay. So that was, so I guess we'll. Um, also, quickly, is it worth it to? I mean, of course, it's worth it to wear them, even if they're tucked in, right? But you're just so you're still getting the mitzvah from the bracha. Right? Yeah, it's not likuv. It doesn't does not prevent the fulfillment of the mitzvah, even if you can't see them. One still one still does fulfill the mitzvah. Would you say it goes into the territory of lechafila versus b'diavet, or is it still lechafila if you have it, even if you have it tucked in? It might be. It might be. Again, barring those that follow the Banishai or whatever, to the you know, the, the, you know, putting those people to the side, they have their own post scheme, etc. But uh, let's let's say the you know the normative halacha, um, it's probably even more than simply a lichatchilu b'diavet to keep on out. Yeah, it's, it's very. I mean, if you can look in the Mishnah Burr, it's very very. Uh, uh, it's it's it's, it's uh, again. I mean, the the pasuk the pasuk says uh, this is what the pasuk is saying to do. So again, you for sure fulfill the mitzvah without that, but uh, there may even be aspects of. Uh, of uh, okay, let's just say it's uh, significantly preferable. Uh, again, if you're scared of the non-Jews that you're surrounded by that they're going to harm you or, or whatever it is, uh, okay, so, but... Uh, harming, harming, harming. Yeah. Making comments. Yes, but that's not really harming. Listen, I, we wear this thing on our head, right? Like, you think... I know, but I feel like that's definitely more commonly associated with, with Jewish than... Strings coming out of one's shirt. Maybe like certain stereotypes, yes, but I think overall, in terms of commonly accepted cultural garb, the kippah is more normative than strings. Okay. So, what? Uh, consult with your rabbi. Yeah. Okay, thank you.